Hi friends, welcome back. I had an unsettling phone call the other day and through it I had a series of experiences that helped me start to see more clearly how God speaks to me. And so I thought I would share those experiences and the things I've learned. Um, these four ways I'm going to talk about are obviously not extensive. There's a lot of ways that God tries to reach out to us, but these are ways that have helped me a lot in my life to start to notice and to become aware of, and hopefully they'll help you who also become aware of the way God speaks to you more often as they have blessed me. If you are watching this on YouTube, I'm going to sprinkle some pictures through the video um, from the last orphanage trip we went to that I think will be a lot more fun to look at than just seeing me speak. Um, if you're listening to this on the podcast, you can look at those pictures on my social media account. I've been posting them throughout the week. Um, they are so cute. And which brings me to the other thing I wanted to make sure to mention is that we're going to be doing some service trips to this orphanage this year. Um, we're going to just our school um, is offer, opening them up to the public, anyone that wants to come. Um, the first one is coming up in April, and then we have one in July, another one in October, and then another one next January. And we would love for any of you who feel inspired to join us on those service trips. We'll be doing some sort of service project while we're there, some activities. Um, the price includes all the food, all the lodging, all the activities we'll be doing. Um, it doesn't include getting there, so you can drive, you can fly. We usually just drive out there. It's not very far from where we're at. So depending on where you live, that might be more feasible for you. Um, there's also family discounts. So anyway, all of that is on the website. Just go to mexico.letsfindyourpath.com and scroll to the bottom and you'll see those service trips that you can sign up for. And we'd love to see many of you there. Um, you won't regret it. It's been such a wonderful experience for my family. And my kids have learned so much from being able to serve these incredible kids. They give us so much more than we give them. So that's an option available for you um, there. So now to the stories I wanted to share. The first one happened actually before the phone call that I got on Sunday. This was a Saturday and I was at the temple and there was a little bit of like an hour window of time between the two service opportunities I was there for. And so I pulled out my journal and my scriptures and I started to decide, I just asked God, help me hear what you want me to hear today. And I opened up scriptures, I think just to some random spot. And as I read, I was looking for any phrases or words that stuck out to me. And there was a word that stuck out to me. So I started looking that up in the topical guide. But as I was on the topical guide, this phrase, um, Mission of Latter-day Saints, was there. And that one kind of struck my heart. So I started looking at that and I started writing down all the different scriptures that shared about what are some of the mission of Latter-day Saints. Um, and as I was doing that, this other phrase, Cause of Zion, was was interesting to me. I started looking that up. And as I read there, I got to Doctrine and Covenants section six, which is the book of scripture for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And I started reading that section. And it was one of those moments where, you know, like you feel like God is speaking directly to you through the scriptures. This was a revelation given to Oliver Cowdery, but I felt that God was speaking to me through it. And there were several parts in the scriptures that kind of just rung true to my heart. But then I got to verse 14 and it was so neat because I felt that this is what God's message was for me that day and something he wanted me to know. I'd been wondering if we were on the right track, if we were focused on the right things, or if we our focus just shifted a little and we needed to to be focused on something else perhaps. And so I just wanted to get that reassurance from God to know that we're doing what he would want us to do with our time and with our resources right now. And these are the words I read. Blessed art thou for what thou hast done. And behold, as often as thou hast inquired, thou hast received instruction of my spirit. If it had not been so, 
thou wouldst not have come to the place where thou art at this time. Um, I felt this peaceful assurance that, you know, as I look back on the ex path and experiences we've had, um, there's been little moments that I felt guided to do this thing and this thing. And if it weren't for those times, we wouldn't be where we're at now in this situation and in, with these desires and these opportunities. That was a neat reminder that I didn't need to worry that God had been guiding us and he will continue to guide us and lead us along. And then I read verse 15, which said, Thou knowest that thou hast inquired of me, and I did enlighten thy mind. Now I tell thee these things, that thou mayest know that thou hast been enlightened by the spirit of truth. And a few verses later it says, Fear not, little flock, do good. Let earth and hell combine against you. For if ye are built upon my rock, they cannot prevail. Those are beautiful and reminders for just going about trying to do good and doing our best uh, figuring out what that looks like for us with our particular um, experiences, desires, circumstances, um, talents, uh, that God is going to continue to lead us along because he just wants us to go out and do the best we can with the good that we want to do. So one of my favorite ways to hear God's voice is through scripture. And I hadn't really tried this um, way of just looking up certain words or phrases that stuck out to me, but something I want to practice more often because it was led to just a beautiful experience with God. And that's something that I've been learning and I've been trying to practice more. And that was a needed experience for what was about to happen because the next day was Sunday and I was at church and I got a call from Mexico that I didn't answer because I was at church. But then it came again right away and I was like, okay, this must be important. So I went out in the hall and it was the orphanage director and he had let, he was letting me know that a couple of the girls that I was really close to had run away and he was also wondering if they had tried to get a hold of me or to reach me in some way. And then I told him that they hadn't and to please keep me posted on you know anything that came up and I hung up that call and I kind of had this like anxious and numb feeling you know I think I've experienced these kinds of things often enough now that I thought okay maybe I'm getting used to this and I went and sat down and listened to the rest of church but kind of with this underlying worry it's obviously a lot scarier when two teen girls go missing in the streets of Tijuana, right? There's a lot of things that could happen. And so I try not to think too much about that and to just move forward and um, go on with my day. So I got home, I started making dinner. I got everything in the pot and I sat down on the fireplace. And that's when I put my head in my hands and then that's when the sobs came and, and the crying. And I realized like, I, I don't think I'm getting used to this. This is still hard and um, it's becoming more and more hard to just love these kids who have so much trauma and don't have a family to help them. And I just thought, you know, am, are we even doing any good? But I remembered that experience I had had the day before, which assured me that we're on the right track, even though sometimes things don't go as we hope. And that night, as I was laying down, I, I wanted to get some comfort for this kind of anxious feeling I'd had all day and um, this underlying worry. And I put on my earphones and I turned on some gospel music and laid down. And the first song that came on was exactly what I needed to hear. It's called The Truth I'm Standing On. And the lyrics are, Scared, oh I thought I knew scared, but I'm so filled with fear I can barely move. Doubt, I've had my share of doubt, but never more than right now. I'm wondering, where are you? Here on the edge of fall apart, Somehow your promises find my troubled heart. This is the truth I'm sending on. Even when all my strength is gone, you are faithful forever, and I know you'll never let me fall. 
Right now, I'm choosing to believe someday I'll look back and see all the pain had a purpose. Your plan was perfect all along. This is the truth I'm standing on. Good. I believe you're still good, even when life's not good. I will not lose this hope that the God who parts the sea promises he's going to make a way for me. My rock, my shield, my firm foundation. I know I will not be shaken. You remind me where my help comes from. This is the truth I'm standing on, even when all my strength is gone. You are faithful forever, and I know you'll never let me fall. Right now, I'm choosing to believe someday I'll look back and see all this pain had a purpose. Your plan was perfect all along. This is the truth I'm standing on. So that is another way that I have found God speaks to me is through song. Just lyrics will stick out or a song will suddenly pop out that I'd heard many times before, but that moment that certain truths will penetrate my heart and I know that God is speaking to me and letting me know that those are the words that I need to think about and remember. And he gives me comfort in those words and sometimes insight or understanding. So a couple of days later, we were on our way to the orphanage in the car again to go visit the kids. We had rented our house out as an Airbnb for a week. And I thought this is a great opportunity to go and see them while we don't have a home to live in. So we went out there and again, it was a mix of emotions, being able to be there with the kids that we love and give them hugs and also being painfully aware of the kids that were not there and having that sadness mixed with the joy of being able to come back. And during our time there, I had a few experiences that reminded me of God's love for them and his awareness of each of us that I wanted to share. One of them happened in downtown Tijuana. I mentioned a few videos ago a young man who had run away from the orphanage. And while we were there in the summer, he and I got really close. And he had asked me a lot of questions about spiritual things. And he's the one that asked us to memorize a child's prayer so that we could all sing it because it brought him a lot of comfort. He loved that song. And we had had a lot of really neat talks and we had just gotten really close. He asked if he could pretend I was his mom. I just had come to really love this child. And he had run away from the orphanage a few months after we had left. And so I mentioned in this video that he had contacted me while he was living on the streets. And I didn't know how I could help him because um, obviously I couldn't take him home. There was not much I could do. I really wanted to go and give him a hug, get him something to eat, give him some advice and just let him feel loved right in this situation and hopefully get him to a safe place. But I wasn't able to do that. And eventually he did turn himself in after we had talked and got to a safe place. Well, on our way to Mexico, he texted me again. He let me know that he had run away again and that he was out on the streets and wasn't sure what to do. And I told him that I was on my way to Mexico right then, that I'd love to see him and um, we'd make a time to, to talk. So the next day I met him in downtown Tijuana. I was able to give him that hug that I had so desperately wanted to give him the time before that he had run away. I took him out to eat and we had some really good conversation. Um, I asked him to be wise, to think about his future. And then I prayed with him and a couple of his friends that were also had also ran away that were there with him. And I just felt the spirit and how much God loved them through that experience. And um, I wish I could have done more. There wasn't much I could do for them, but I did hope that they felt my love and God's love in our time together. And then I did hear the next day that he did turn himself in again, that he's in a safe place. 
Um, and as tragic as that experience is, it was also a tender mercy because I had wanted that so badly a few months ago and God just gave me this little gift of being able to have that experience um, now and to be able to have that hug that I so much wanted to, to give him. And I hope to be able to do more for him someday. Um, another thing happened a couple days later the director got a phone call that one of the girls had turned herself in and she was now in a safe place at least I knew she wasn't out on the streets um, we don't know where the other girl is yet so keep her in your prayers but that call opened up a dialogue with somebody that I think will lead to some good things I um, can't go into details about that yet but I think it will be a good thing in the end um, and then the third little tender mercy that I wanted to share from the experiences in Mexico was when we were having a devotional. We had an activity and then we were talking to the kids about how God loves them and guides them. And I asked them if any of them had any experiences where they had felt God's love. And this little eight-year-old boy, whom had told me some of the things that he'd experienced in his past, and they're extremely tragic. He's had a rough, rough little eight years of life. And he got up and he said, um, there was a time when I felt like nobody wanted me and nobody cared about me. And I prayed to God and I knew that God loved me. And that was like the most beautiful sermon anyone could have preached, right? From this little eight-year-old boy. And it was just a beautiful reminder that God is aware of each of us. Um, he'll reach out to us in so many ways. Uh, like I mentioned today, through scripture, through music, through tender mercies that remind us he's there. And through the power of prayer as we ask him how he feels about us. I know he's aware of each of us. I know he loves each of those kids there in Mexico, which gives me a lot of peace as I worry about them, to know that he is aware of them and that he is guiding their paths as well and that will answer their prayers. I know that we are never alone, no matter how hard things get, that God is always reaching down his hand to us so that we can take it and that he can walk through the storms with us. And if we continue to look for his hand, we will find it. Hey, thanks so much for listening. Will you please rate, subscribe, and share this podcast with your friends so that we can grow this warrior family movement and encourage one another in using our unique gifts in the fight for good. And if you'd like to know more about the Warrior Journey program, the events, the school, or any other resources, please visit awarriereducation.com. And I'll see you there.